Live from New York City, this is Yitzi Tovel, Building Jerusalem. Seven Seventy Eastern Parkway in Brooklyn is a famous address for a lot of Jews, especially Jews of the Chabad Lubavitch movement. Seven Seventy is the headquarters of the global Lubavitch movement, and um, it's a place that is uh, full all the time of Jews of all sorts. A lot of them are wearing a black hat and coat. Our guest today is not usually one of them. Um, with Sits is peeking out from the side of his overalls, boots, and a uh, yarmulke covered in in celebratory buttons of various sorts. Uh, our guest today is the unofficial poet laureate of Seven Seventy, Mr. Charlie Buttons. Charlie, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be on the show, Mister. You were you born in New York? No. Where were you? Where you I was born? born in Carnegie, Nebraska. Nebraska? Yes. And you were raised in Nebraska also? No, I was raised in Brooklyn, in, uh, in Williamsburg. And then I moved to Flatlands. Uh, my synagogue there was Congregation Beth Judah, and the rabbi there was Rabbi Sidney Applebaum, a blessed memory. What, what sort of congregation was Beth Judah? Uh, it was an Orthodox temple on Flatlands in Schenectady. It's still there today. Cool. And and your upbringing would you would you describe it as Orthodox? Uh, modern Orthodox. Modern Orthodox. Uh huh. And how do you remember the first time you came to Seven Seventy? When uh, I think it was the, when the Rebbe became a Rebbe, my father brought me there. It was sometime in the fifties. When, when, so that was a, a year after the Friedrich Rebbe's passing. Uh, yeah. And do you do you remember how old you were at the time? Mm, no, I was young. Twelve, ten. And what was the experience like for you? I don't know anybody there. My father was in the sewing machine business. knew a lot of people there because they were in the garment they were in the garment business, and he knew them from that. And uh, it was like a, a lot of people. Uh, I, I remember I went in and I saw the people there, and whatever they spoke, they spoke in Yiddish, which I never learned, and. Uh, and uh, it was a big crowd. Um, and then camps, I went to sleepaway camps. I went to, uh, the, I remember we had to go to uh, Eastern Parkway and the, and the, and the buses left from, uh, from, uh, from places on Eastern Parkway, but we had to get to Eastern Parkway 
And uh, that's where the buses left from. So I'm pretty sure that some camps I went to when I was a kid were Lubavitch. Okay. But you weren't at that point uh, as closely connected to Lubavitch as you became in later, later life? No. No, no. When, when did that transition happen for you? Um, I remember I was, I was working for the post office, uh, the United States Post Office, from, from which I was fired four times. You were fired from the Postal Service four times? Yeah. I, I hear you maintained machines, is that right? Yes, I worked on I worked on the letter sorting machines, and I went to uh, uh, Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma. I think three or four times for training. One, two, three for training, and uh, I I, uh, I trained very well, and uh, the the post office that runs a postal training school in, at the University of Oklahoma, Norman. And uh, we had lodging there, and, uh, and uh, we tra I trained and learned, uh, uh, learned how to uh, repair the letter sorting machines, and uh, it was good training. And, and was that your main trade when you were working? No, I first I came to work for the post office, I sorted mail, and uh, I sorted mail, and uh, that was my first thing. And then I was a clerk typist. I worked in several of the offices uh, of the post office, and uh, uh, I went to uh, Manhattan Community College, and then I went to John Jay College of Criminal Justice. Um, where they graduated me. What was your degree in? Um, I don't know. Um, oh, I forget, I forget what the degree Something about... Um, uh, I forget. Fair. Uh, but I got graduated. I was graduated from... From Manhattan? No, John Jay. From John Jay. Yeah. Is that what you were during the 60s? Uh, uh, 60s, uh, I was in New York. I, I went to Israel. My friends went to Woodstock and I went to Israel. <laughs> Who had the more revelatory experience? Oh, I had a great experience. I was 10 weeks in Israel, right? Kibbutz Kinnasar, near Fula. Um, I went to Haifa, Jerusalem, Rosh Hashanikra. Um, a lot, a lot, yeah. It was a great experience, uh, 10 weeks in Israel. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to go again, but I'm just not ready for it. You, have you been since? No. Really? Never? Well, well, well 10 weeks was long enough. <laughs> I, I know there are some people that go every year. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess if I, if I hadn't lost my job with the Postal Service, I probably would have gone more often. Yeah, fair enough. I, being fired four times is a traumatic experience. And uh, I'm still trying to get my job back, but, you know, it takes time. You're still trying to get your job back maintaining postal sorting machines? Yeah. I was on the list of promotion to supervisor when they fired me. I, I'm not sure. The reason why they fired me was they didn't want to promote me. Fair enough. Uh -huh. If you, um, if, if you uh, think back to when, when you were young and you didn't have so much of a uh, connection to Lubavitch, and then you, like these days, you spend a lot of time. Would you say there? Did you start spending more time as in, in when you were a young man, or no, no, most of my my see, I was working for the post office. Yeah, and uh, I was studying for my exam at Hunter College. Okay, right, and um, I met these girls who were doing a Jewish singles program, and so I helped them with their. With their, uh, with their packages and, uh, and the thing. And because I helped them, they invited me to their party. And so I got involved with the Jewish Singles Group. And then I met, uh, because I was involved with, then I met these Lubavitch women giving out candles for, uh, I guess it was for Hanukkah. So I said, I need more candles. Oh, no, Shabbos candles. So I said, I need more candles because of the group I attend. I was now attending this singles group. Uh, uh, I, the girls there should know about Shabbos candles. They said, I need more candles. So I told them I should go to Crown Heights and speak to uh, a rabbi there. And I went to the Babbage Youth. And um, I spoke to the rabbi of the Babbage Youth, and uh, he got me a rabbi because he didn't want me to explain to him. He got me a Chabad rabbi to teach at the singles group. And so that's how I got involved with Lubavitch. And then Robert Castell asked me if I wanted to go to a Jewish singles program. So I said, okay. And so uh, one weekend I rearranged my, day, my days and my nights I spent uh, at Shabbos in Crown Heights with uh, the Jewish singles. And uh, I loved it. I loved the rabbis there and the way they explained things. And so uh, that became another uh, connection to Lubavitch. And then um, the synagogue I was at was Lincoln Square. And the rabbi at that time was Rabbi uh, Shlomo Riskin. And um, I got a chance to spend uh, not Shabbos in Manhattan or Lincoln Square, but so much I could go to Crown Heights uh, Friday afternoon, and then Saturday night I'd go back to work in the post office. And um, that was my, uh, I was living on the west side of Manhattan, and that was my, uh, my involvement with Lubavitch. And um, 
I'm Lincoln Square Synagogue. Uh, I spent, I come back from Israel, got an apartment on the west side, and, um, and that's how I got involved with uh, uh, the Orthodox Jewish, Orthodox and the modern Orthodox and the Babich. And uh, I got more involved as I progressed. And then I got fired from the post office because I wanted to take Shabbos off and the supervisor at that time was probably a little anti-Semitic. And uh, I got fired. The first time they fired me, I showed them where they were wrong and they canceled the firing. The second time I got fired, I, I brought charge of discrimination and they canceled the firing. The third time I got fired uh, was also canceled. The fourth time I got fired, they said, you can't represent yourself. You have to be represented by the unions. And they said, if the unions represent me, I'm going to lose. And they say, that's the contract. Oy. So I had to go along with it. I think the director person at that time was Robert Draven. And the postmaster was, uh, and the postal inspector was Inspector Ford. Do you remember what year that was? 19, mm, could be 76. Fair. 77. That must have been a rough time for you. Yeah. Uh, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Stephen Riskin was the rabbi at Lincoln Square at the time. He might have been massaged by the postal management. And then Rabbi Bookwall came down to the post office, but he couldn't handle it because uh, it, was, it, was, it was overwhelming with the amount of uh, material he showed of my... Uh, and he didn't know how to read their postal documents. They have a folder of, of things. It was overwhelming. So the rabbis tried to help you get your job back, but didn't work. Well, they, they couldn't because uh, when uh, the postal postal started presenting that, my folder was, uh, was like a huge folder. And I didn't realize that they had so much, so much actions, right? But I really didn't know how to read it because uh, you had to be, uh, you had to have knowledge of how to open up a postal folder and see what information they had there. A lot of the stuff they presented was uh, was really new to me, but. Uh, When the postal people uh, want you out, they know how to open up, uh, really make it difficult. Well, clearly. I mean, uh, I, I think like most places, if they tried to fire you three times and it didn't work, they'd stop trying. Well, yeah, but uh, the, the postal service, uh, my, my supervisor, Joe Romano, uh, wanted me fired because uh, I think he was anti-Semitic. But then again, I didn't know all these things at the time because, uh, I mean, I just didn't think I was going to get fired.
Yeah, fair. Tell me, um, I, I'm still I'm still fascinated by the this the story of how you came to to be as um what you're kind of like you're kind of famous around seven seventy. Yeah. People must come up to you all the time that you've never met before. Yeah, that's true. Uh, a lot of people come to me they haven't they haven't seen me for a long period of years, or they see me on the video, and then they've seen me in real part in real in real. I'm sure they really want then they want to talk to me. Was that a strange experience for you when that started happening? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not I mean I never thought of myself as a personality. <laughs> uh lots of things. A lot of things, a lot of mistakes I made. Right? And if I look back on it I said like if I only could have done them different, but you know, I never knew at the time things were, would turn out the way they did. I'm sure. Is there one thing in particular that you look back on with regret? Mm. Yeah, true. I, I didn't study well enough. I went away from high school to college. College was such a strange new experience. And then I studied well enough to maintain it. And mm. I dropped out. And then I went to uh, New York City Community College, no, Manhattan uh, Community College, and I graduated. Then I went to uh, John Jay. And then and they graduated me. No, oh, good, muscle tough. Uh, uh, oh, a degree in criminal justice. But I've never really used it. You mentioned that uh, you, you were learning um, at, at first with a, in, in the singles program. Um, did, you, did you ever um, go to, to hear the Rebbe speak himself? Or, or was... Oh, no. I, I heard the, the Rebbe would speak Shabbos afternoon or Shabbos evening, and I would go there for the Febrini. Right? I was read sometimes during the week, and if I was off and I heard about it, I'd call up and I'd go to 770 in the afternoon when the Rebbe spoke. Uh, uh, he he uh, always spoke in Yiddish? Yes, he spoke in Yiddish. And you never you never learned Yiddish. No, I never learned Yiddish, but Rabbi uh, Zirkin was was always there when I got, and he would translate for me. Do you remember a moment from those days that was particularly impactful for you? Did you ever go meet the rabbi? Uh, I met the Rebbe Friday afternoon when I came from Lincoln Square, and he'd be coming to Shul about 3.15. And at that time, I was koshering. I was uh, under Rabbi Bookmore's auspices. I was koshering kitchens. And uh, there, were new, there were new people coming to Lincoln Square Synagogue who wanted to have a kosher kitchen. And I would... Uh, go to their homes and I would 
carceral kitchens, and uh, tableware dishes. And so then you would, you were... Then I would come to Crown Heights, I would tell the Rebbe what I had done that, that week, and I'd give them a list of the people who I captured their names and addresses. Was this during Echidus, or you just bump into him outside? No, no, I would, no, I bump, I'd see him at 3.15. Not all the time, but generally when I come to Crown Heights every Friday afternoon. Times they spent in New York was was when they had uh, major holidays, uh, uh, major holidays, and uh, a couple times I walked from Seventy uh, Second Street to uh, to Crown Heights on certain days. There was uh, I would just stay at the Chateau in Manhattan, and then. Uh, I'd walk uh, down, I'd walk from 72nd Street, Manhattan, to uh, the Crown Heights. It sounds like a big slap. Oh, in those days I could walk. <laughs> Do you remember how long that walk was? Oh, about three and a half hours. Jeez. Respect, man. Is there a particular, uh, I remember you, you mentioned... Um, that it's a, that you like to talk about Hanukkah wherever possible to bring it up every day. Yes. Is there a particular teaching about Hanukkah that you're fond of? Well, the Rebbe spoke about it, right? He spoke about it. Buying fifteen page really too. The Rebbe says that Rosh Chodesh Tevez is in Hanukkah. If the head of the month is Hanukkah, the whole month is illuminated by the light of Hanukkah. He said this in preparation. When Hanukkah was in Thanksgiving, a very rare event, Lamed Hay Hanukkah was January 1st, the head of the year. Therefore, if the head of the year is Hanukkah, the whole year is illuminated by the light of Hanukkah. This way we can have the Hanukkah, we have the Hanukkah year. We have the first day of Hanukkah, Lamed Hay Hanukkah, the whole year. We count the days of Hanukkah. We have the 100th, 200th, 300th, and some years the 400th day of Hanukkah. Then we have Laman Hay Hanukkah. We have Hanukkah and Laman Hay Hanukkah. So the whole Hanukkah year is 14 months. And we're coming up to Purim right now. Purim is in the Hanukkah year. Do you have a, do you have a particular custom that you like for, to do for Purim? Well, I talk about Purim, Patrick, and Passover. Now, Did, Rabbi Simcha Patrick, one of the Roman legions to the wars in Scotland, he retired to his state in Ireland, where Rabbi Simcha Patrick was made a saint. You understand, if you're Jewish, they either make you a god or make you a saint. One Jew, they made a god, and the rest, they make saints. <laughs> oh, oh, Charlie. Um, we'll come up to Rabbi Simcoe Patrick Day. Sunday, March 17th. So Purim, Purim, Patrick, and Passover, those are your favorite times for getting married? Well, of course. <laughs> 
Merry comes from the Romans. It means happiness with strong drink. So every Friday night, I go to the Shalom Zohar, where they have strong drink. So one Shalom Zohar will make me merry, two Shalom Zohars will make me merrier, and three, a trinity. And six Shalom Zohars is a double trinity. When did you first start writing? Um, I, would you call them poems, performance pieces? Oh, um, went to Israel, came back, Six-Day War. Yeah, sometimes something happened. I'm not sure it was, it was uh, I'm not sure it was, it was, it was in the 60s or 70s. I started writing things down and said, um, I had different different things, different notes I wrote down. Then I put them all together. I started trying to write write them in full and things. Uh, and just uh, just just came out that way. If you Google Sayahi Charlie, I think my whole speech comes up. You have a piece that you sing about being born on Cholamoid. The middle of the week? <clears throat> oh, Cholamon with Charlie. Mm. On the days between my birthdays. I was born on the 9th and the 25th day. You were born on the 9th and the 25th day. Right. So every month I have two birthdays. On the 9th and the 25th. And the days in between, days in the middle is called Cholamon. Cholamon Charlie. Cholamon Charlie. Born twice. How nice. Born again. I'll tell you when, born on the 9th and the 25th day, born on the 9th and the 25th day, born on the 9th and the 25th day, born twice, how nice, born again, I'll tell you when. That's Hallmore Charlie. And then um, Adam and Eve lived in the garden. Adam was kicked out of the garden. Adam saw the sun get lower every day. The sun would disappear because of his sin. When the sun came up on the fourth day, Adam felt forgiven. So Adam had a celebration. What did he call that celebration? And what did he call that day? Adam had a party. Adam had a party. Adam had a celebration. On the fourth day, what did he call that celebration? What did he call that day? And everybody's invited to Adam's party. Every year, Adam's party is celebrated all around the world. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Yeah, you don't even realize you're celebrating it. I don't. Am I celebrating it right now? Well, every year you celebrate it. Every year I celebrate it. The whole world celebrates Adam's Day. Ah, uh, is it Yom Kippur? You gotta listen to the words. Gets kicked out on the sixth, and then it's four days. Assuming Rosh Hashanah is when the world's created, Rosh Hashanah plus ten. That's my math. No, you think about it. Did I did I did I get it right, or did I get it wrong, or do you not want to say? You'll think about it. Okay. All right. Well, I um I guess I'll take that one and think about it. What else? Uh, uh, 
Passover's coming up. Uh, I got to talk about Martha Cohen over Shalom, who, uh, you know, when at that time I was walking around with, uh, because of her, I, every Passover I get new boots, new overalls, and a new yarmulke. Right? And uh, I, I, get, uh, I, get, I get, I get a collection, I start collecting for the, to, to go out and get these new stuff. Right. That's how that's all my money goes into uh into the balloons, into the, the, the transportation. Right. Well, that's not so bad. It could have been better, but after I lost my job five four times to the United States Postal Service, it was a traumatic experience. I'm still trying to get my job back. It's not that easy. No, clearly. Right. And How long have you been trying? Ever since I got fired. I used to write to the post office once a year, but now I kind of like uh, faded off from that. But I think I'm going to write to the postmaster uh, again saying I want my job back. <laughs> All right, man. Well, best of luck with that. Could, yeah. Who was Martha Cohen all of a sudden? Martha Cohen was a the first secretary at the Lincoln Square Synagogue when it was on uh, West 69th Street. And, and how is it that she is responsible for you getting new uh, boots and Well, at that time, uh, my, 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 my boots were kind of like pretty worn down. My overalls were pretty, pretty worn down. And uh, she sponsored it. It's very nice of her. I know. May her may her soul uh, rise up. Uh, so every every year I get uh, I still get some new sponsors. Nice. Well, best of luck with your with your writing and best of, of luck with yeah. your. Holy I work, should work so. on some new stuff, but uh, really new stuff. I, I you know. Um, I got this piece I'm working on about God. The God of the Jews, the God of the Christians, and the God of the Muslims. I just haven't put it together yet. Do you, you want to give us a quick preview, like a line that you've got from it? Yeah, well, that's what I just said. The God of the Jews, the God of the Christians, and the God of the Muslims. Right? But uh, there's some more stuff I got to think about. All right. Well, best of luck with the writing process, Charlie. Um, it's uh, we're just about out of time, but it's been a real pleasure having you on the show. That's okay. When's the next time? Well, uh, I don't know when I'm going to be in New York next. Oh, okay. But uh, God willing, stay healthy, and good to show. We'll see you again sometime soon. Oh man. You have a, a blessing you want to give people in this happy time? Oh, sure. You should be blessed, Thomas, of the Baba Shabbat Malachim Mashiach, that we should hear good news. Amen. Yeah. All right. God bless you, Charlie. Thanks for okay. coming on the show.